Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff you find bingeable. Okay, you guys know how that we appreciate men that classify as daddies around here on this podcast, and today is completely on brand. So, uh, there's a little bit of a warning because I know I have a lot of moms who listen, so we might get into some things that you don't want to listen to around the kids, so don't put this on while you guys are driving this week. Um, put this one on while you're just pumping around the gym or whatever you're doing. But anyways, so today, I, as I said, we're completely on brand. He's bald. His adult films certainly are bingeable. He's the hot uncle that makes you feel funny. Now you can find his new blog, Jack On, on Cybersocket.com. The Harry Carey Bradshaw with two husbands and a Prince Albert, Jack Wow, two husbands. That's like, what an intro. I like that. I may use that. Yeah, see, there we go. I just, you know, (laughs) just giving giving those little nuggets out there here. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know. So we're recording on a earlier morning today. So you guys, I have this nice little morning voice and I might not be as quick as I usually am, but we'll get there. So I've had a little Brenda Vaccaro this morning. I really am. Like, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> it's hot. Don't worry about it. It's all good. I'm going to have you record my voicemail later. Okay, then. So, hello, you've reached. You've okay. reached. <laughs> How's Palm Springs going with you right fantastic. now? Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, the weather is spectacular now. And this is, I mean, it's all the reasons to be here are happening right now. So it's the best time of year in Palm Springs. The most wonderful time of the year in Palm Springs. Yeah. I, I haven't been since 2019. I like the pandemic. I really did kind of stay home. You know what I mean? I made a couple jaunts, but we were, we were home. So now I'm like overdue. So I'm thinking about running out maybe on Halloween or something. This is the place that everybody ran to, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, we've been, we haven't slowed down out here at all. I, it's just been, it's been busy, all the Airbnbs and everything, even when they said they weren't going to do it, they were. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, we are not a uh, seasonal city anymore. Yeah. So. That, well, that's the funny thing too. Cause actually like last week I was working at one of the local bars and talking to some people I haven't spoken with in a while. And one of them, he's um, they had sold his home. And mm-hmm. so he was renting and he was like, I'm going to buy in Palm Springs. I'm making the move now. And I'm like, only, that's where you can afford it. Frankly. I mean, that's where you can still afford it and commute. See, so, that's, that's kind of amazing. So it was yeah. a thought of ours a couple of years ago that we were like looking around, we were actively looking for, for some real estate. And then we ended up doing our house and then there's a purchase happened in Florida and that sort of a thing. So this will probably be like, and like my, my five-year goal is now probably to like purchase a piece of property myself now out there. Yeah, we, we always talked about a 10-year goal, and it was literally, uh, check your watch, 20 minutes after that, that we ended up moving out here. Because as soon as you start talking about it, mm-hmm. it's, in, it's in your head, and you find a way. And yeah. uh, and that's exactly what happened. Was, we're like, oh, yeah, I guess I could see it. I am not a desert person. I don't love the desert. Mm-hmm. I love the people. I love everything about what's happening in Palm Springs. But to be in the actual desert, not my cup of tea. I'm a mountain boy. But it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's working out. So totally. You see things with like a whole picture. So you guys, Mr. Jack here, he was in the adult industry for a little while. We're going to get into what he's been doing lately, but then he also, um, his day job, his government name supports, another, mm-hmm. supports a whole nother career there. And so with, a uh, with real estate. And yes. so you kind of, you, you, you actually know what you're talking about when it comes to like things like that are going out in Palm Springs and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, How's the scene going right now? So, because I see that I saw your name pop up on like there's an event that's coming up that's next this next month that you're a part yes. of. Yes. Well, you know, Pride comes. We are the last Pride in the United States mm-hmm. uh, at Palm Springs, and so because because frankly it's hot as hell, and who wants to be in a parade if you're going to be, you know, out there doing all that? So uh, we are the first week in November. The last week in October, Halloween weekend is actually Leather Pride. And then we go right into regular gay pride the next weekend. So um, uh, I'm hosting a party for CyberSocket and Icon Mail out at the barracks. And it is officially the last party of 2021 pride season. 
in the United States. Yes. Thank you very much. If you can't be the first, be the last. Um, So that's going to be super fun. I'm I'm also one of the comment three commentators of the parade itself. So that will be, I believe on K-Gay Radio, I'm not mistaken. It's on one of the stations anyway, but um, it's, uh, I'm sorry, shameless plug. I should, should have done that should have researched that before I said that, but anyway, Rusty Waters, who is uh, one of the local queens here, she's also hosting with, and uh, Alexander Rodriguez as well. So, and, and Alexander is just, he is amazing host. He's at the opening of a letter, he's everywhere. And uh, he's, it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun working with the two of them. So it's just banter, banter, banter. You know? I love that though. Well, the thing mm-hmm. is, it's like, so, this is one of my things like back in the day when I first moved to San Diego that I would be um, seeing things going on in like the nightlife and seeing things going on in the community and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, my big thing was, is like when I was in New York, it was easier to kind of get yourself into like the nightlife and that kind of that that machine, because you can just kind of like make a name for yourself and do something kind of a little bit different. And that's how New York was. I'm sorry. My dog is like, for some reason, Anyways, when I moved here to San Diego, it was kind of like I was seeing, you know, like, how did I get into how would I get back into the nightlife industry? And it was like, I'm not a drag queen. I'm not a reality star. I haven't done anything in the adult entertainment adult entertainment industry and parlayed it over and you've been somebody who's actually been able to do that pretty nicely right now so well i started in events i mean that's really i mean 30 years ago i started in events and that's how we all met Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um and uh we were all working together back way back when and uh i used to have my own event production company as you know and so i'm no stranger to events and the and the recipe that makes a good event but also then to parlay in the the porn element of it too is a completely different draw Mm -hmm. and frankly most that are in the porn industry that's what they focus on they didn't have something else so or they don't have the um transferable skills to to use as a resource so it's they're you know they're not as multifaceted i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah. And the thing is, is so, but you've actually taken the opportunity and you're running with it, which is really yeah. nice to see, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you, when you put in the work and you kind of, you know, you, you get, get all into it. Um, So like, I just remember when I first kind of like met the new incarnation of you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When Jack was, was out mm-hmm. and about. And so we met backstage at a Barracuda event. Mm-hmm. And so, and the thing is, is, and I kind of like gauge, cause I, I've, been doing this for enough time and so when i turn on one thing when i'm out there on you know on a box absolutely on when you're absolutely and then you're backstage and you're just like a completely different person and mm-hmm. i saw that transition with you too and it was just very, oh yeah very much like oh who is this guy he's a little bit different and you were like meticulously organized with your costumes with your lo- costumes you're wearing a bandana around your waist but like yeah exactly you know i mean exactly but the, but the thing was is it was like it was thought out so it was kind of like oh this is somebody who's a little bit different and like you just like double dutched into the industry and then just got yourself right back out, but then pulled mm-hmm. you, but you kept like all I got everything little, I needed out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for real. Absolutely. And like, it's just, you made that huge splash. When did you start though? Because I know that you, if you guys we're going to plug right now too, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but the Jack on the blog right now, that's on cybersocket.com. So he's, he talks a lot about what's going on in life and he's giving you a little bit more into like the back, the back perspective. So I'm kind of taking you on the next level of what we Mm -hmm. were talking about here. But that being said, um, when did you actually start? Like, when did you get in? I'm 53 now. I started when I did my, I shot my first scene on my 50th birthday. Oh, wow. And I only did porn for a year and a half. Okay. Um, Seven, well, not even a year and a half, 72 weeks. In 72 weeks, I shot almost a hundred scenes. And, uh, those scenes have been sliced and diced and put into DVDs. I know there's still a market for them, trust, but uh, they go into DVD films and there's well over 58 of those. Nice. So, and they're still, and it's still going. And it's sort of, you know, once you're in the machine, especially now that, you know, the advent of the internet, you know, and all this other craziness, you're eternal. So, I mean, literally it will just keep going and going and going as long as people are, are, jerking off they're still gonna be resourcing it and thank god daddies have had a surge and so um 
the thing that made me different and the thing that made me stand out was that I approached it as a business. I didn't go into it and go, yeah, I'll just sleep with anybody. Now I'm like, no, I want to make sure that I'm covering diversity. I want to make sure that I am working with people that have a hell of a lot more followers than I do because then I will get thrust into the business that way. It's really just about looking at it as a, a machine, looking at it the, at the machine that it is. Because technically, as a porn actor, porn star, I hate to be called star, but I'm, I'm I'm definitely an actor, but um, it's a superlative now. Like, I think you can call, like, like, then, like porn star right. is the occupation, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, but is. then there's your stars and then there's your actors. Right. And there's right. Kind of so, I am an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm an actor, um, but I, I don't claim to be more than that. But the, the key to it was that you get, you, you, I really controlled my image and the reason for it is there's not a lot of money in it. So you've mm-hmm. got to be in it for another reason. So is it, unless you're producing it or you're writing for it or you're behind the camera also, or which many people do, um, or you're Trenton Ducati essentially, um, unless you're doing that kind of level, there's, you're paid per scene. There's no residuals. There's no additionals. There's no whatever. Yes, there are benefits. You get, you know, to jump in the front of the line at a club. You get, you get people who buy you all your drinks. You get those kinds of things, but it's not financial. Um, and so, you know, the saddest part is when you actually see one of the porn guys that you're just like enamored with and has been propelled by a studio to be the latest, greatest thing. And they're, you know, flipping burgers or doing whatever they else, you know, what everybody else is doing out there. Um, and it just sort of, it's sort of like seeing Mickey Mouse without his head, you know? Um, so I have been in business since I could be in business. So I've been in business since the eighties and, uh, for myself. And so I just decided if I was going to do this, it was a bucket list thing. It wasn't something that I sought out to do. Um, I actually, started uh the christmas of the year i was 49 and i and i was just kind of you know taking stock of as you do when you're 50 you're turning 50 and at the time i was 265 pounds mm-hmm. and i the first thing on my bucket list was i wanted to compete in a physique competition oh wow <laughs> and i'm like okay well let's just force that happen force that to happen and um i signed up that very day to be a part of the muscle beach competition for physique uh for memorial day so Uh i had basically just a few months to pull my shit together and i made it a full-time job i was in the gym six days a week i completely changed my diet cold turkey i got off of ambien for the first time in 17 years just because i had nothing in my system so i could actually sleep um it was uh transformative. And I went down to 197 pounds in that period of time. And wow, I, I um, well, you know, Jeremy Lacido, because yeah, he's all wrapped up and all that. We're, Jeremy we've been was on one of the first episodes of this. <laughs> I love him. He's, he's, he's good people. And yeah, he's been a friend back. for a long time. And I, I just said, and I always had this dream of being photographed by him because he's just an epic photographer. Yeah. And I just said, when I get down there, like the night before I go into this competition, when, when I know that I'm as best as I can be, will you photograph me? And he's like, absolutely. So as he was shooting it, he just kept pulling the camera back and looking at it and kind of cocking his head. And I was like, what? And he goes, you need to send these out. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Send them out to who? Who wants nice. to see this shit? And, um, and my original pictures are of me with full head of hair on the top of my head, believe it or not, and no beard and completely hairless because I had to be shaved down for the competition the next day. Um, so when you, when people see them and I'm photographed, I was photographed a great deal. I was sort of a, more of an artist muse than I was a porn actor, believe it or not. I have so many photos with fantastic photographers all around the world. And, um, and that's another thing that you just, I made a business of, I just, I wanted to immortalize it and I'm glad I did really glad I did. Um, so anyway, he, he sent the pictures out and I started getting phone calls, which was super weird. And within a month 
I had booked my first gig for my 50th birthday. And that was with Treasure Island. And when did the hair come off the head and when did it come on the face? And like, when did you, um, um, when did you make that transition from like, when the testosterone kicked in, frankly, I mean, really? you know, I'm, yeah, to be cr- completely honest with you, when you are, when you have an influx of testosterone, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why you're more a man than all of us, baby. That's why you're bald. <laughs> <laughs> um, it literally grows everywhere else, but the top of your head. It, yeah. it really, your, your head thins really quickly. Um, which is why it's a look. What does that do to like your ego? Because you had such a big physical transformation from like 265 to 197. And then, and then like, uh, how do do people treat you differently? Hell yes. Hell yes. And, 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 you know, I didn't do it to, for that. It's a byproduct. Mm -hmm. Um, it's from, for someone who was, celebrated for his brain and his talent Mm -hmm. to suddenly be celebrated uh, for vanity um was completely different and it was just a completely different feeling and it was and and the thing is is that it's an endorphin rush for sure i mean i know absolutely from the from when i first started shaving my head and started going Mm -hmm. like transitioning from being like a twinkie dancer to like this bear thing that you know, grew out the fur and there's like this, the way that people look at you is a little bit different, but I can only imagine when you've taken it up to this other level that you are now like, that's the thing. It's completely in your control. And, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, but with Botox and injectables and all the other things that you can do, it's completely in your control to change your look Mm -hmm. to, to diet, to, uh, you know, so, okay, maybe you physically don't have the ability to diet granted there are those people but there's there is um for the most part how you carry yourself within what however you look is entirely up to you it's it's making the choice of what do you want to project out there and to actually have that be a concept that i'd never had before you know i'd never even thought about that before because i just was like oh, okay i'm just a guy and yeah people say you're attractive but okay that's good moving on it was not a focus of my life it was not the thrust and then when it became that i now needed to uh really mind myself i watched everything i ate i was you know i was horrible to myself actually. you swing the other direction oh yeah kind of... yeah and it's like you you just don't get to indulge in anything and and it was just it was not um it was very restrictive mm-hmm. whereas before it was like i was very free to just embrace my talents and kind of go wherever the wherever the wind blew me and it was like i had done multiple things in my life and it was never based on whether i could have a piece of cheesecake or not you know, it's like, and like now, you know, when you're, the thing is, is going into this as a daddy, I was an ingenue daddy. I didn't have a past history that built up to it. Mm-hmm. I went into the category cold and to just sort of arrive all of a sudden got noticed too. And yeah. the fact that I, I remember you know, it was like, it was all of a sudden, like we just started mm-hmm. seeing Jack here and there, like you just started seeing the face and it was just like. Hmm. And it was just like, you have like, you have an allure, you have like this, this mm-hmm. something sexy that you kind of push out, push out your eyes, you know what I mean? Right. And then, right. and then you look at the whole package and it's like, Hey, so if you guys look at the blog, there's pictures on there. So there enjoy is. them. Mm-hmm. There's all that. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, so it's just, uh, that's it, fascinating to me. You know what yeah, I mean? It, that, it's, uh, you know, and then go, go comes with it. Cause you get mm-hmm. the, you have to do club showing or appearances and that kind of thing. And then it all feeds the same beast. So if you've got people that follow you in the, in the go-go world, then they're also following you in porn. And then they're also going to be now following you in a blog or whatever. It's sort of like mm-hmm. the, the metamorphosis of it all. But, um, it, I don't regret a single day of it. I think it's been a fantastic ride. I've met some of the most wonderful people in my life that I mm-hmm. would consider to be family now, um, all through, through being Jack. Did it change and, relationships with people that like your friends, did anybody, oh, kind yes. of, did you have any oh, fallout yeah. or did you have anybody that was, I've, I had, you know, 
anytime you have a milestone, you're going to have fallout, no matter who you are or where you are, just mm -hmm. because anytime you change your groove, then people are like suddenly going to just jump off. So for me, it happened three times, uh, actually four or five times. But the first time it happened was when I decided to adopt. I'm the 10th single gay man to adopt in California. And I, this was back in 2000, I adopted my daughter who was five. And the moment I was even talking about it and going through the parenting classes and the home studies and all the other craziness you have to do, uh, the phone stopped ringing and a lot of people just dropped off because they're like, oh God, I don't want to be around a kid. You know, it's, and it yeah. just really makes people identify their biases. Same thing happened when I got married. You know, you get married, then all your single friends drop off because suddenly they don't want to be the odd man out at a dinner party or what have you. It's and you know the, the pool situation. party invitation. Oh, uh, yeah. The pool party invitations dry up a bit because, you know, they know that you're just not going to just shuck and go. You're just going <laughs> to, you have you have a commitment now and it has to have a conversation before that shit happens. Um, you know, porn was another thing. The thruple thing is another thing. And it's like you lose layers, but you also gain people too. And when you're gaining those people, it's birds of a feather. It's people that have more mm -hmm. in common with you and more uh, understanding and respect and uh, it just, you know, mutual admiration. And, totally. and I feel your relationship, your relationships get far deeper. And uh now I feel like I have more true quality friends in my life than I have collectively the whole of my life. Hmm. So I, I, I don't feel like I've lost. I, I have lost. I've mourned, mm -hmm. I've mourned people as though they're dead because they've made a point of acting as such. And we all, uh, I think we, we all go through that when we come out, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, so I think everybody, you know, you can kind of, figure that but then think about that happening later in life and like yeah. when you're making decisions when everybody's supposed to be an adult and right. you're making a decision for yourself to go and you know do something out and branch into yeah. something that is so taboo and then people just want to just yeah anything that changes your story mm -hmm. i mean anything that adjusts your see i've been out since i was actually out before i knew i was out somebody outed me when i was very 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 young and i was like you know what's a faggot, a bag, of a bucket, a, a bundle of twigs. I don't understand. I didn't even yeah. know what that was. It was, you know, English slang for a cigarette. I don't know why people are calling me a fag. And so, and it, and I was an effeminate child. Um, mm -hmm. I had a really high pitched voice. It didn't drop for a long, long time. And um, I had large nipples and a fat ass, which was not cute when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, I love them now and everyone else seems to too, but um <laughs> You know, you grow into your features. It's just one of those things that happens wonderfully for men is you embrace your looks much later in your life. You just all men as they age are so fascinating in that way. I think nature is just lovely to men when they get older. So I think you mentioned earlier about um, DVDs and all that. Yep. And we were actually uh, I was talking about this with um, Goddess Sydney. She's a mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine who's a dominatrix in that. And so, and she was just talking about AVN awards and that, and that the yes. mid the Midwest is where all of the DVDs are still happening. They're still popping. So that just goes to show too that you're gonna still like see like this rise of something that's gonna happen out there that you're gonna. Well, I'm also going to let you in on another little secret that yeah. most people don't know. It's also in China. Oh, really? Oh, because um, you can't get it on the internet. Well, you can't get it on the internet because for um, they block it. You know, the government mm -hmm. will block their their internet. But there is a site that I've done some work for called Gentleman's Closet, where it's more clothing fetish based. So it's it's you know dress shoes and suits and stockings and garters and you know, true men's apparel, um, suit and tie, watches, everything. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like I always say, and I say it a million times in the blog, if there's a fetish for it, there's a convention for it. So totally. whatever that swirl is, there's like, there are followers aplenty for it enough to make a convention. But um, so in China, well, first the, in uh gentleman's closet, there's a very slow sort of softcore porn build to all of those uh, videos. And so mm -hmm. the, the censors 
actually grow tired after like the first, you know, five minutes and they just let it pass, whatever it is, they just let it go because they're not sitting there watching the whole thing through. They're like, oh, what is this guy doing? Rubbing his feet in a sock. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't see his dick. So let's yeah. keep it going. So consequently, I'm the Julia Roberts of porn in China because love this. Yes. Because of my business background, I actually have Xenia suits and I have a Rolex and I have, you know, Bruno Molly shoes and they look at it and they go, ah, that's not men's warehouse. That's not acetate. That's like, this guy's legit. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like they, they, uh, so, and, and the Chinese, they're very label conscious, very label conscious. They're very impressed by that. So if there's just as a culture, not, I'm generalizing, so don't call in anybody. Okay. Yeah. But, um, it's, uh, it's just as, as I've come to find that that has been more impressive than even the final scene. The more impressive thing was that I actually bothered to wear legit Good stuff wardrobe and they don't provide it for you. So it's like, you have to on any of these scenes for any of the porns very rarely. I mean, they'll provide accessories, but very rarely will they outfit you completely unless it's like a kink.com thing, mm -hmm. but um, they will, but usually not. So it's your own stuff. So when you actually go to the grocery store and you're wearing that plaid shirt that you've been seen in, in four different videos, and you're going to get noticed and you're going to know who's watching porn because they're all going to come up and say something. And they do, which That's is amazing. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. I love that. When you go to like Hawaii, when you see like the, like the, when the, when the tourism comes through there, you probably get like people jump on you. <laughs> oh, it's just not even that. I mean, it's just even locals here too. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, everyone watches porn which is why it's as big of an industry as it is and you know all the things that feed into it whether it's you know it's go-go dancing or it's working in the clubs or it's prostitution or it's you know, you know escorting whatever whatever it is those are all it all is kind of linked together and um for better or for worse it just is and it's much of it is public perception but <clears throat> it's um so if they've seen you one place, they've seen you 12 other places and none of which they would admit to seeing you at <laughs> themselves. Like, I don't know how I saw it, but yeah. You look familiar. There's, yeah. There's a meme that says, oh, you look familiar. And it's like, yeah, I know I do porn. It's like, oh yeah, it's true. Totally. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so, okay. Let's talk a little bit about Jack on your new yes. project with CyberSocket. And so very sex in the city. We have our, our blog. And I think I saw today that now you're going to two times a week. Two times a week. Yeah, they'd like more, but it's like, you know, I that's a lot to juggle because I actually take the time and I research and I, I put pe I include people in it. So I want to see um, that if there's a link or anything involved or a link to a, a, a Twitter feed or something along those lines that the end product actually speaks to what I'm talking about. And so mm -hmm. I take the time to really research all the people and things that I include. So it's a, uh, it, it's a bit of a time suck, <laughs> frankly. So two times a week is probably really good, but I'll be, I'll be doing other articles as well. Like I'm doing an article today on um, for the uh, Fleshbot awards because mm -hmm. they're just now sending out the nominations. So they want people to, you know, dial in and do their their nominations online for Fleshbot Awards and Fleshbot owns uh, CyberSocket. So I'm writing an article in CyberSocket about my picks for Fleshbot. And, um, and, I, and I have a bunch of friends that get panned and there's really no reason for them to get panned. And if there is a vehicle that I can actually include them on to maybe have people take, give them a second look, they may not be the nomination worthy. They are to me. And that's what they asked for. They asked for what my nomination picks are. And so I'm going to give them my nomination picks and they should check it out because there's a lot of unsung heroes out there that are working their asses off literally and figuratively that are really, really good. Totally. And um, yeah. And so, and, and they may not get the best roles or the biggest roles, but they've got, you know, fan pages and things like that, that are just blowing it out. So, um, I, it's, it's that article will take probably four times longer than a blog will <clears throat> than a blog, than a blog entry will. Um, just because I want to be sure that I'm giving, getting right all, all the right people, the right direction to go, to get the information and to actually see these, see what I see. 
And so. this is because, so your article will be all hyperlinked and so the people. Oh yeah, yeah, just... absolutely. It'll be in CyberSocket and um, likely this week, because mm -hmm. I mean, likely by the time this airs, uh, it will be out. So go to cybersocket.com and check it out because it will um, enlighten you a bit, I think, for some. Yeah, I like that. And so we're, we'll put links to inside the, the episode description. So wherever you guys listen to this, we will have a couple of links in there that you guys will be able to find some of this material so that you guys can do your further research. Yes. Have yes. fun. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So this opportunity, though, with, with CyberSocket is that, like, again, you parlayed yourself into this, that you took advantage of this opportunity and in, in jumping in. Was this something that you came to them with this idea or did they come yes. to you or was it a marriage or? I came to them with this idea because, um, well, it's it's sort of a sex in the city with, from a daddy's perspective. And which we like. I, yeah. I mean, it's not sex in the city, but it's it's that's just sort of Hollywood speak for something that we can all understand. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think we have to do that. We have to break, break it down <laughs> into pop, pop culture touchstones. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. you know, um, and I, and I actually, and I read through, I think all of them, cause it started in September, correct? Yes. Like it was, yeah, yeah. So, and um, nice nice articles. I like the Thank slow you. build. And so like, we kind of get to know you a little bit in those first couple articles. I love too that, you know, in the sex in the city way, how you have Mr. Big, you have husband and 33. Yes. And so, which I yes. really appreciate. I like that. Yeah. Cause I have two husbands. So I have the husband who is legal, Mr. Legal Banfield, Mr. Brendan, who is incredible. And then I've got uh, 33 who is Steven, who is our third, and we met him when he was 33 years old. So he's 33 and a third. He'll always be. <laughs> He'll always be 33. So it's kind of an awesome thing. <laughs> very, very Harry Potter. So yeah. Apparently yeah. he takes the train. Um, mm. But <laughs> exactly. Hey. Yeah. So I, I love that though. And then now we're kind of getting into some of the other things. One of the things I, I don't want to like give it away, but I loved was what a, a crow in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Picking okay. at the flesh. Yes. I completely love that. Like, and so, and it was just kind of like, I know a bunch of crows. And so you guys have but to the find the article. That, the thing <laughs> that got the most response out of that was the gay giraffe. Oh, because you, it also had a picture. That's that's why well, yeah. And it was, uh, it was uh, John Thomas who mm -hmm. I, um, who I identified as the epitome of a gay giraffe who was like super tall and they're usually around other giraffes. And it's like, they're just, they're, majestic and epic and all this stuff and he fired back a response on twitter he was so excited he's like i am so proud to be a giraffe and it was like this it just was awesome because um i put links to everybody's twitter in the uh in the blog so that you can actually go and see what i'm talking about i don't just you know name people off random and like who's that guy you know so if it's a random that you not saying that john thomas is a random but um if it's some random person that i'm suggesting in there i'll always put a link to them so you can find out what i'm talking about so there's the whole point of the daddy version of it is to educate so if if i'm giving you the tools in a fun way to go and educate yourself and broaden your experience in porn or around it or surrounding it then then that's win-win Okay, so these guys all owe you like a little percentage off of their OnlyFans for the month, right? That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. If you see a surge in your OnlyFans, yes. <laughs> Please throw a 3% back. Exactly. You know, um, uh, Will and Liam Angel, um, Muscle Bear Porn and House of Angel, they just launched House of Angel. I I let out that I think it was on the very first blog that I oh, will and Will Angel, I, like I, the ultimate daddy and, and Liam. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, really super dear friends of ours and we literally at our house every week for dinner and we, we hang out with them all the time like legit best friends and he will will always tell you if you're right or if you're wrong or if you're blowing it out your ass or not i mean he is just very blunt like i'm blunt and so we get along really well um <clears throat> and he he's like you know, you, you, you sent this thing over there and, and we haven't even really advertised it yet. And we suddenly had a surge in new subscribers and they hadn't even put it out. They hadn't even announced it yet. It was still in like pilot situation. You know, the, the website was in pilot. He's like, we suddenly had this surge. And he goes, I, I made a I think more money in one day on a, on a, on a website that hadn't even considered to be launched yet. than <laughs> I did on the other side. He goes, what? He goes, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm very happy and very proud that it's 
it's getting an audience. And I think that probably, and I, and I, I, I have not run this by anybody or anything, so I'm talking cold, but um, I think that the CyberSocket audience is my audience because mm-hmm. they're, maybe some of the older guys looking at all the younger guys or they're very porn driven and um and it may not be something that they can out out go and get themselves or maybe they can i don't know but it's uh i feel like it speaks to them in their language not in it does link language Yeah. yeah it's not like playing to the young ones it's actually there's a lot of um references that are older Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just how I speak. So, um, well, I mean, like you're referencing like, you know, like, like a, a Kathy Griffin, when you kind of think, oh, like, yeah, a lot of these kids don't understand what Kathy Griffin was on, like on Bravo and had like eight specials a year. And, you know, what right. I mean, like there, you you'd know. have to study her to know what I'm talking about. You'd have to study her rhythm and how her canter and how she actually, she goes full circle with a story every time she'll start you somewhere. And then she's like, all around everywhere else and then she ties it all up with a neat bow whether it's a punchline or she brings it right back to the beginning and she's my spirit animal i i hope to be compared to her i think she's fantastic um do you think like it it's uh has to do with like sometimes just younger people aren't reading <laughs> like is that i mean is, yeah because like, you're I, having and my because it just feels too that like um I think your your older guard in the sense of you know people who have been looking who look for their porn and that sort of a thing. Younger is you're looking on like Twitter. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no more tub, there's no more Tumblr or anything like that. But you're looking on Twitter or yeah. you're looking at whatever Instagram influencer has that extra link inside their bio, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna go check out their OnlyFans. You know, it just that feels like a younger person's game. Whereas, um, I think as we get a little like or older gentlemen, you know, like our guys who are like, you know, 40, 50 years old, right. that sort of thing. I think we were kind of raised with like, okay, well, you had a Jeff Stryker, you had a Francois sure. Sagat, and so you went and you found all their things and you got to know these are these places. And you like, had to search for them because it wasn't like they were, you know, on the internet. We didn't have the internet. I know we were like clicking rocks to make phone calls, but it was, you had to seek that out, whether it be in a magazine, because most of them were in magazines or in the bookstores or where, wherever it was, or maybe in like, uh, you know, like one of the theaters, the darkroom theaters or what have you, you have to really seek them out. Um, it wasn't like, you know, they all had Twitter handles and things like that. So that's why there's buttloads more people in porn because they can be one-offs. Yeah. And because it's an easy thing to promote. Um, I mean, look at me. I was only in there a year and a half. A year and a half by anyone's standard is hardly a career. But in porn, I have a legacy built in a year and a half. Yeah. So but you did a lot of films in yeah, that, that year and a half. What did I that did. do to you, though, like like mentally? Are you, were you like just over sex or were you still um, into it? Or do you kind of just get in that groove? Like what happens? You kind of get in the groove and it's very interesting. It's like... Um, because this was pre-33. So I was always with the husband and the husband always would say to me, I, he would he'd say that I would get like a glazed look on my face mm-hmm. when, you know, a couple hours prior to having to go and shoot or wherever. And he's like, am I talking to Jack? And I'd be like, uh, yeah. And, and then it would, it would be a complete, and he's like, well, then I'll save it for later or whatever it was. Cause he was like, it's not important. you just go, go do what you need to do, get in your process. And you, you kind of, I know it sounds silly, but you have to kind of go method. It's an, well, it is, it is, you do have to put that armor on it. And I think Mm -hmm. it's maybe what, what also kind of like saved you. It gave you that, that safety line in safety line back out that when you wanted to, when you wanted to pull your ripcord that you just did it. And like, um, because it just kind of feels that when you, when my friends that I have seen that have been Mm -hmm. in porn or they are escorts or they are, you know, go-go dancing and that sort of thing. And when they go into it as themselves completely, you see oh, it take you see it take a their 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 psyche, their ego, everything else takes a beating. You don't put that mm-hmm. thing on of like I'm going to be this character right now. I have to become, I have to become Jack. I have to become D'Angelo Gogo right now. I have to right. get up there and like you turn off all those little insecurities. You turn on the sex beast. You turn on the whatever else right. you know, and you kind of take that in your personality. And so and if and if directors and producers would understand that concept because mm-hmm. they many don't 
Many do, many don't. The ones who don't understand that concept will drag a shoot out for five, six hours. And in that five or six hours, you're hard the whole time, by the way. It's not an easy feat. Um, you kind of tip out of your character because it's like you're sitting there waiting for them to do whatever they're doing, set up the next scene or, you know, talking it out too much. It's like it's it becomes very mechanical. And when it becomes mechanical and is no longer feeling like it's organic at all, then it it does tend to snap you out of your character. And that that's when it becomes very hard and very draining. And um, it's work. That's when think- it's work. Do you think that's why some guys they check out, like you know, like when you know that those guys who um I'd say they, they're living out of a bag, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're just they're constantly on some kind of an up or some kind of a something just to kind of take themselves out. Do you think it's because of that that they yeah. haven't put it's a themselves? Mind yeah. 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 It's it's and and the thing is is that you know, I was luck I was lucky enough to work with 90% of the the best directors out there and after i did it once with them i chose who i wanted to work with and i only worked with them mm-hmm. and that made all the difference and we had an understanding and we were able to talk about things and um and it was just easier and you know i it's no secret i've never done a live come shot on camera mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. You mentioned that scenes. in the blog. I remember. Yeah, never. That, yeah. yeah, it's like it's out and, and it's very funny. But it was always one of those weird things you'd have to negotiate in advance because obviously that's what they want. They want the money shot. It's all about the money shot. And mm-hmm. if you can't produce the money shot, um, then that's an issue. Later with other directors, it became like, almost ideal because they could get through a shoot really quickly and actually do two or three shoots in a day. So it was mm-hmm. like, now, now we're making more money on you than we would be losing money on you because uh, first of all, you can shoot up with Trimex and be hard as a rock for six hours straight. That's great. And um, you know how to fake a cum shot in nine different ways that wins awards. So there's that, you know, nice. it's like, it's very effective. Um, when you're bottoming, the- are you just hungry? like the whole day all the time i mean if i had another gummy bear i'd die it's like these freaking fruit snacks is like bottom food mm-hmm. um yeah because it's the yeah and the thing is is that the other thing that that directors and producers always seem to respect was that i always came ready mm-hmm. whether i was topping or bottoming i was cleaned out i was good to go because you never know if somebody can't perform and you switch, you, they switch up roles just because, Hey, the camera's here, the lighting guy's here, the boom's here. Sorry that you can't seem to get it up today. Well, I guess you're just going to be the bottom today or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know? So, um, I never went on set necessarily knowing a hundred percent, whether I was going to be topping or bottoming or both. Mm -hmm. So I just assumed I was going to be doing both always and just went with that. And so it was very, um, very easy that way yeah so to be malleable it's not easy on the body because you're like no not, it's not i can't eat today until like you have later really clear skin just... <laughs> <laughs> really clears your skin up but um you know and consequently the side effect of that is i hate being full so i mm-hmm. will never eat a full plate of food i just won't because it's just the that whole i get to a point where it's like it all just sort of hits my stomach and i'm like mm-hmm, can't I'm done i've been doing much. the thing lately where um i started intermittent fasting and like just kind of Mm -hmm. like pulling off covid weight Mm -hmm. where food would start to disgust me after a minute like i'd be Mm -hmm. like so into this like oh we got greek food blah 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 blah. and then like halfway through i'm like this is gross get it away from me get it off my fingers get it you know what i mean like and i get into those kind of moments so weird 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 things in the head but (laughs) no but it's like especially if it's like greasy or something and then you'd like you're coated mm-hmm. and and the struggle is real with a beard i mean honestly you pick up flavors and scents and all kinds of crap off every burger off of everything in your mustache and your beard and then it's like until you can actually clean that out mm-hmm. it's like you're living that burger for oh, completely as long as it takes and then it really grosses you out so that's why that. i get i get angry when somebody sees that you have a beard and they give you one napkin are you like are you crazy yeah and then it's <laughs> not even 
it's not even a paper napkin that's absorbent. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. What am I going to do with this nylon thing? Yeah. <laughs> These are struggles, people. These are the real struggles of having a beard. Yeah. They really are. Hot so, as it is. Okay. Let's just real quickly, I want to touch upon, because one of my favorite things that was in, was in one of your blogs. And so it just had to do with the hot neighbor and where you uh -huh. got the name, where you mm -hmm. got the name and everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Jack Dyer. Yeah. So, was, so, so does, does Jack Dyer know that you exist as Jack Dyer? Did you, um, did, I don't actually he still, think still he's still alive, frankly. I honestly don't think he's still alive. So um, I, I've tried to search him out just to be, just to find out myself. And mm -hmm. there's no record of him anywhere. And it, it's not like he would have grown up in a social media era or anything like that. And I am just completely not associated with anything like that anymore. So it's um you he know. made an impact so you guys what, yeah. what i'm talking about is in the blog he should be flattered let's like i'm yes. like he should be flattered he, i mean if he's anything but flattered he doesn't get it so yeah so on in, in jack on um jack talks about this neighbor that he had that that's where the name comes from and it was just it's one of those hot situations as a little gay boy that we all like mm -hmm. you witnessed that coach you witnessed that neighbor that whatever and so mm -hmm. you had a neighbor who would get undressed on his porch before yes. he went in. And so, so first it, of all, children, look it up. Look up Al Parker. It's classic, fantastic porn guy of the 70s, like super hot, big nose, mustache, beard, could fuck himself with his own dick. He was hot as hell. Mm -hmm. And it was this was like long before condoms. So it was, you know, bodily fluids everywhere. And his videos were super, super hot. And so that's the that's the one man that i always wanted to emulate always wanted to kind of the persona but i was honestly i was never that dirty he was fantastic but i was never that dirty. i just <laughs> never had the opportunity to be that dirty people just they don't shoot those things anymore like that unfortunately so um and even at treasure Jack island Dyer, <laughs> uh, yeah, not even, even at there. treasure island yeah, not even there um jack dyer was my next door neighbor and their back the the family's back door would uh open to the side of our house where my bedroom window was my bedroom window was on the second floor and i could actually look down and he was a contractor or construction something or another and he always wore those those wide whale op shorts mm -hmm. <laughs> those they were so hot um, and work boots and that's it and he he had no underwear never ever wore underwear and so he was super white on the butt little fuzzy white butt and um the best neighbor just, ever oh my god and <laughs> he was always so like afraid to be dirty in the house like to walk in the day mm -hmm. so he would get out of his truck and he would and the way the car sat it's like perfect view to the back door car on either side it was like the in between where the cars were so the vision was perfect mm -hmm. and i would sit there at 4 30 because con contractors work until seven to four he would be home by 4 30 and my parents didn't get home until five and i would like jerk off every day at 4 30. to jack dyer <laughs> to jack dyer shucking all of his clothes and walking into the house and i couldn't stand his his sons and they just growing up it's not a it's not a secret and i actually befriended one of them so that i could actually be in the house one day when he came home so i could see him from the front <laughs> and it was equally as memorable so, so scandalous i know right it's funny so a fuzzy butt always makes me nuts anyway but there's that so that's kind of the story that's and when you you have to come up with your porn name and it's so funny how people come up with their names and you know the memes that people don't understand that they're they're fishing for you know identity theft when they want they want to see what your interests are the what you what name you could come up with that you would possibly use as a password so it's like people just just give it to them which is crazy but um yeah the random what he's talking about guys like on facebook right now you'll see like a random post from a radio station in kansas that says mm -hmm. what's your what's your favorite animals you know name you know right. and that kind of what's, thing what was the name of the street you grew up on what was the, you know all these other stupid things that are mm -hmm. what's your mother's maiden name what's the four last four digits of your social security number that's what they may as well ask you what's the last but, name um, you yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um so it, it, it's so silly, but it's true. 
but he, he, um, he was, he epitomized sex to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was the only name I could come up with. And that was the only thing that it was natural. Al Parker was taken. So I was like, oh, it's not going to be. A- not going to be Al Parker, but you're going to be Jack Dyer. So mm-hmm. Jack, what do you, um, so let's get into like the pop culture part of this before we wrap up and everything. So, mm-hmm. And I was asking you yesterday, kind of like, what do you appointment watch? What do you view? What is something that you either watch alone when nobody's in the house? Or what is something right. that you watch with the guys and that you guys get like appointment view that you can't, you know, like I can't watch the morning show unless my guy's home because, you know, it's one of those things that we appointment view together. Right. So what do, exactly. What, do you, what are your it's shows? It's very funny that, you know, we stream. And so we can view whenever you want it's not like you have to be there at eight o'clock but the appointment mm-hmm. is actually with the other people yeah, it's, exactly. not, it's not the time and so it's like god if i watch ahead on this i'm he's just gonna get pissed mm-hmm. um there's a new one that we just kind of clicked into called solos okay what is this solos is um it's kind of fantastic i think there's only i think there's only seven episodes so far and mm-hmm. they're adding more to it but they're all um kind of one act shows of, of one actor one man shows i should say one man shows and there was one on that we watched last night with ann hathaway and she was sort of like a, a scientist of sorts doing these studies in what appeared to be you know like her mom's basement kind of thing where she was trying to talk to her future self mm-hmm. and it was all of this you know, hacking apparatus and all this other screens and light bulbs in the ceiling. And it was like the set dressing was fantastic for one room situation, one actor, mm-hmm. but it takes a really, really good actor to tell the story behind the story without telling anything. You know, it's like just appearance only and, and situation. And you can imagine and fill in the blanks yourself because it writes itself of where she came from and yeah it was really enthralling and um she ultimately breaks through and does speak to herself which i'm not giving anything away because she's speaking to you know now there are two anne hathaways it's future anne hathaway and then there's creepy scary interesting (laughs) anne hathaway Mm -hmm. um but each and and she'll only be in one episode because it's like each episode is another there's a a helen murin episode there is like a um so they really went like actors master class here so oh it's it's fantastic amazing and so it's Um, on netflix is something that we needed like i think it's either netflix or amazon prime we're not sure it's on one of them but search it google it out because it's it's really um oh prime thinker it's on prime video it's a it's a thinker it's not um and, and you, it's not something you can just kind of uh, go out for a sandwich and come back in. It's one you really want to sit and watch and and ingest because it's a meal. The, the cast meal. is crazy. I'm just kind of like mean, did a quick crazy. Google. Yeah. And like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's like heavyweights. Look at you yeah. educating me and showing me something. I know. Hey. Like, yeah. See. Yeah, we know that how much <laughs> like my trash around here and everything, but then I do get into my other, you know, kind of stories. I did get into Squid Game recently. Did you do any of that? I have not done it yet. And I and that's an appointment one. We all have to kind of be in the right frame of mind for it. It's mm-hmm. um I learned that hardcore in lockdown because <laughs> mm-hmm. I had not seen Game of Thrones. And Game of oh. Thrones was like up and gone. And it was just it was just because I think I saw the first episode which was hard to get into the first episode mm-hmm. uh i think by anyone's standards and i was just like mm, meh i don't i don't know i don't know mm-hmm. now there's another one um that's similar to that in that the first episode's tough to get through but everyone's now watching it. it's called expanse i haven't watched that, what is oh, that hey one? write it down um mm-hmm. expanse is another one i believe it's on prime um and it's it's I think we like made it through the first 10, 15 minutes of it. And it was like, uh, yeah, it just was when, when they try too hard to establish the storyline, there's not much story there in my mind. Now, like going back to solos, there was no storyline. You walk in cold to a scene and it's like, you can tell the 
this chick is a hacker because she's got screens everywhere and she's constantly typing on things and not looking at what she's typing. And you're just, I don't know what, she, what kind of code she's writing or whatever, but it's all, and she keeps looking up to these, this ceiling full of lights that are, she's waiting for the lights to flare. <clears throat> so like a response or something, um, almost like um, Close Encounters. Remember when Close mm -hmm. Encounters where it's like, Mm -hmm. the, the spaceship came down and the light was like flashing and that was the communication it was like a, yeah. Simon, a giant simon exactly um, that's what i was thinking in my head <laughs> yeah, right exactly was it like, was like, yeah. exactly what it was it was a, simon it all came from simon is a, a kid's game from the 80s guys where it was yeah. like a little pad that you had to push in, in a quarter color so patterns simon yeah. says essentially so yeah but, it's like kindergarten in uh an electric toy and so yeah, but those, are the, those are the lights in this room that's that's cool. I have not watched solos yet. I'm I like on the Amazon series, I kind of went into like the whole um Invincible. Did you watch mm -hmm. that animated series, which was yep. fun? That's yeah. that's a cosplay that you need to be doing, Mr. Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. That, that is that would be a good one, Mr. Invincible for you. I have another one for you. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but you got to. It's uh What If. Did you see What If on Netflix? That's is that Disney, isn't Renee it? Renee Zellweger no oh oh what, what if no the renee if. zellwinger yes with the couples yeah with with the gay couple and yeah the straight couple yeah no she i've seen the, that one she was the um it was before like she did her, judy yes and that is like her miranda Priestley role mm -hmm. that is like oh, she's total cutthroat yeah oh, ruthless and fantastic bitch. and she's yeah. never looked better like never looked better in that and we've never and, seen her in a role where she gets to be that balls, no, ballsy bitch no. that you get to like just love and eat up. Yeah. And she did it really well. That was amazing. I, I did appreciate that a lot. I started at Midnight Mass that's on mm -hmm. Netflix. I heard about right that now. last night. I'm supposed to, we're supposed to start that tonight. Are actually. you guys scary? Are you guys into the scary movie, scary, uh, scary series? Seasonally. How about seasonally? I, okay. you know what? I, I, I'm going to reference something was um, American Horror Story. Uh huh. When American Horror Story came out, the very first season was Dylan McDermott jerking off in the haunted house. It was the best thing. one. Oh my god, that was fantastic! And I was like, yeah. "Okay, I'm Murder hooked." And then was the best. It was the best of all. Yeah, of them. and then and then you know you watch a couple of them, and I was like, oh, "This is even too much." Like this just makes me uncomfortable. So I I am not mm -hmm. crazy into it. Kicked back in during the carnival one where um, Jessica Lang was. The Elsa. sort of the oh she was fantastic Elsa Mars and and I watched the episode where they showed how she lost her legs mm -hmm. oh yeah that one the, the snuff, snuff film. film oh I didn't even know what a snuff film was frankly all my life I, I heard snuff film you know but just just not something you register and whoo you, that was you haven't something. watched this season then have you no new no. okay so the new one is now so fx now has well fx is owned by disney and disney owns hulu and hulu owns everything and disney owns yeah. everything so yeah. so now they have this the whole thing with the series that happens over on netflix or i'm sorry on on fx now just poured over to hulu kind of like mm -hmm. the next day mm -hmm. so i'm i'm a American Horror Story person because I am a fan of the world creation that Ryan Murphy right. does. Like he really right. does give you textures and so much inside. Layers. Oh my nurse, god. Nurse yeah. Ratchet. Oh my god. Yeah. The, the sets. You know. And it was so beautiful. Yeah. Was, Sharon, I mean, just aesthetically, it was beautiful. Sharon really Stone's strong. home. Like yeah. is like where I want to live. But um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the most recent series now, so the double feature. So it's. They're doing five episodes, five or six episodes, or of one or of one story, and now they're mm -hmm. and now the anthology is swinging to something else. Um, the first half, I actually have to say, I found it to be one of the more satisfying seasons in a while. Like, because really? I I did not love the 1984, I did not love Apocalypse. You know, even Are they though still I love streaming through the same same actors. I mean, there's a lot of similar actors. A lot of are... similar actors. Finn Winthrop is inside. It was in this one. Mm -hmm. um, Adina uh, is in this. Um, Sarah Paulson. Oh yeah, love Sarah and Paulson. The Return of Macaulay Culkin. Sarah which... Paulson in real life is fantastic. Is she? she is so lovely. I've been so lucky to be in the same room with her several times and she is as you would imagine as you've seen as she's on ellen as she's you on want her these, to be that oh my no she is like she your best friend that. she's super freaking cool she's in this and mm -hmm. so and she yeah. plays tuberculosis uh karen 
and yep. like just an ugly, gross character. And then uh, like <laughs> Macaulay Culkin makes his return back to like, you know, acting the world. He, he's wonderful in it. He's really wonderful in it. Yeah, Good. I've actually and I've been I've experienced Macaulay Culkin in real life. And I've talked about this before, like Home Alone is like my favorite movie. Is it like, you know, oh, yeah. it oh, yeah. ranks up there, you know, and um, and Macaulay Culkin. a porn of Home Alone, right? Did you? Oh, did you really? <laughs> For kink.com. There's that. You can you can Google that, kids. Yeah, it's it comes out every Christmas. The I, here's another pro tip for budding porn stars: go with the seasonal scenes because they will always show up. I have Fourth of July that always shows up. I have uh, Home Alone always shows up. I, so seasonally, you need those memorable forever, moments. Yeah, they're evergreen. They're evergreen porns because it's like, oh, it's got a flag in it and it's about a soldier. Great, it's on the Fourth of July. Were you and the Macaulay Culkin or were you the? No, I was one of the. Ba- I was one of the one wet of the bandits. bandits. Yeah, Xander, <laughs> absolutely you know Xander, wet. who does like all of the, the videos of the poppers, like the poppers tolerant Xander. Um, what's his last? He's going to kill me for not remembering his last name. Everybody has two names, so you kind of have to like. That's the problem. Lately. Cut, us, cut us a break. Um, and we are privy to both, and y'all are only privy to the one that they tell you. So it's tough. But um, Xander, who is hot as fuck, um, he was the Macaulay Culkin and did all these antics in this house and um yeah it was, it was i fun. love that mm-hmm. but Holly calkins in this and he's great and i actually have to say like the first the first the first thing is called red tide so one's by sea one's going to be by land you know and mm-hmm. so it's red tide it happens in provincetown they give away so many of our gay secrets oh no yeah, <laughs> yeah. and ryan murphy makes fun of himself even in it you know and oh good so, but I would say that like it's six quick episodes and like it was good. I actually really appreciate it. I'll check it this, out. That's this, awesome. The second part is a little bit weird. It's it's dealing more with the aliens again now. And mm-hmm. they're getting into um it, but they have this whole thing where it's like Ike, you know, like uh, president, like uh yep. uh Eisenhower and that sort of thing. And then you have um then they flash over to like scenes of like now modern day and like, alien, oh. you know, and we have to see where it's going to kind of connect here at some point. But I would say that the American horror story is actually something that I would say, watch this last season. And I, and I have not been a person to be like, watch the season, like you right. know, kind of like begrudgingly because it's always like, you know, it's going to always be torture for everybody because of how the it one is. I really love and wanted to watch. I loved the first season and I binged the first season in an entire day was Handmaid's Tale. And I can't get into the following seasons. I just can't. I tried and it's just like, it just it goes so weird and intense. The first one, because the first one was the book. Yeah, The first season was the book. And it was just perfect as it, it becomes was. torture porn after a yes, while. And, yes. then, and, that's, and that's kind oh. of what it's happening. And you're just kind of like, she needs a win. We need somebody to like, yeah. so the second season is very hard to get through, but then the most recent season of handmaids, I ate that one up in like a oh, really? day and a half. Yeah. Because oh, really? yeah. Handmaids, Good. I have to be in the point. I have to be in like the, the mindset for and right. everything else. And it just right. seemed like when they made that second season, we were in the throes of like a Trump presidency and like, mm-hmm. you know, so they were just thinking the worst of every worst situation. Right. But um, I would say that it does, it does pick up. So if you can kind of like charge through those first, like three episodes, then some things start to get a little bit different, but the most recent season I would say is more satisfying it leave, leaves you Good. your jaw hanging at the end yeah. of the at the end of the season. So yeah, and not even going to give any spoilers, but I was just kind of like, what the fuck are they going to do now? Like it was yeah, just because like, that first season was like like a Mark Twain novel. It was like the most incredibly well written, mm-hmm. epic classic story, and and just it hit all the marks, and it was beautiful to look at the coloring on it was just the world creation like i'm such a fan of that when you give me a good scene or anything like that is that like i can watch this without the sound like i can do that with like some of the like housewives of beverly hills there was Mm -hmm. a bunch of seasons where i powered through and i hated the show and like it was just like but you watch the backgrounds i like those houses you know (laughs) it's like it's those parts and so you wait for somebody to slap somebody to turn the volume up (laughs) there you go and it's just like Okay. Are her eyes getting bigger? Does she look right. mad? Does she look angry? You right. know, it's, it's that kind of a thing. So, you guys, 
I want to thank you so much, Jack, for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Today. Yeah, this my has pleasure. been such a such a wonderful talk, and so, and I would love to have you back on. I need to. I'm going to jump off of you to get some of your friends on here too. So why not? Um, Let's do it. But yeah, this has been an absolute pleasure today. You guys, where can we find you if we were looking right now from on, social? uh, on socials? You can find me on Twitter at Jack Dyer X One. On uh, Instagram, which I'm on frequently, is the dot Jack Dyer. Uh, and that's kind of where it's at. And then also at cybersocket.com, hit the blog number or hit the blog tab. And I am all in the lineup there. So I encourage you if, you, if you do check out Jack On, start at the beginning. It's not it, it has a chronological order. They're quick reads, guys. Yeah. And yeah, and like, and actually I read like the most recent one and I was like, stop. And then I went back and I started from the beginning and I read everything through. Quick reads, they're fun. They have yeah. really great pictures. There's lots of pictures of Mr. Jack and not well, even a Jack compromise has a situation. lot of pictures. He has yeah. a lot of pictures, right. Yeah. So yeah, and you can zoom in on them. So it's all mm. those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but it's it's really good, and I'm so excited to see where that goes for you because it thank just, you. It thank feels you. special. It's a lot of it fun. really does. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on today. You guys can find me at D'Angelo Gogo on all the socials, or just whatever. Don't find me. Just listen to the podcast. Make sure you guys give it five stars on Apple Podcasts. Give us all the love. Tell the robots that we're here. But thank you guys so much for joining us for Paul and Benji with Tantro. Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level. <laughs>